0: Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We're so excited to have you with us. We have a really fun, kind of unique interview slash discussion that we're going to be having today. Really looking forward to it. Now, I'm Rachel, and we have the hosts of the It's Complicated podcast as our guest today. And uh, we were on, Amber and I were on their podcast, uh, was it in January or February? I think it was December. It was December. Okay. (laughs) I don't remember. That Mm -hmm. whole time is kind of a blur. Anytime with Christmas is kind of. I, I lose track of of uh, everything <laughs> but yeah we were on their podcast it was so much fun and uh we had a great time so we're excited to have them on our podcast and since amber couldn't be here we have a special guest uh co-hosting today we have kelly from the blog single girl table for one so kelly thanks so much for coming on the podcast Thank you so much for having me. I am thrilled to be here today. Yeah. So uh, Jen and Lauren, thank you also for coming and talking with us on the podcast. Of course. We're very happy to be here. To be here. So uh, why don't you each introduce yourself, all three of you, and tell us, tell us, Jen and Lauren, how you kind of came up with the idea of doing the podcast.
1: Okay. Well, I'm Lauren and... Um, I am one half of the. It's complicated, and we came up with the idea for the podcast because we started hosting at AfterBuzz TV, doing post game wrap ups for TV shows, um, after shows, if you will. And our lead, like head producer and creator of the network, thought that Jen and I had a little bit of a special chemistry. <laughs> So he said, you guys should do your own thing. We made a YouTube channel called Two Drunk Girls, where we were like the young Kathy Lee and Hoda, right, Jen? Yep. Yeah. We were like giving you like the weekly entertainment news, but with booze, like with a drink. And then that, we got approached by LA Talk Radio to host a show, and so we sort of went down a path of like dating and relationships. Cause I feel like we all talk about it so much. And so then that's how it's complicated was born. It was just like our quirky, funny personalities
0: talking, inventing about dating and relationships. Yeah. That uh, did, did it help you in your relationships? Like talking about it a lot or did it actually make you more like, I don't know, analytical about them?
1: I don't know, Jen. I mean, I think it, I think it helps because I think it helps to talk to anybody, whether it's a therapist or a friend. And our show and our vibe feels very much like friendly banter. And Jen and I have gone through like many different stages of dating and relationships, single, not single. So I, th- I feel like it's helped me just to have the support and just to
2: talk to Jen. I feel like it's helped you too, Jen, right? I think so for sure because the fact that we spend every week for the past three years researching dating and relationships topics to discuss each week on our show with our various guests has created a situation where we're very knowledgeable in the subject, not just interested, but actually experts. And I think also it helps in keeping us accountable because we can't preach something without practicing it. So I think first, every time I'm about to do something, would I tell our listeners to do that? Would I tell a friend to do that? Don't I, Shouldn't I take in my own advice? Like let me uphold this behavior that I'm asking other people to do and really just be my best self. Yeah, even though sometimes I want to be like not my best self and be like, you know, like, ooh, I want to like lay it on someone and kind of tell them how I really feel. But I'm like, nope, I'm gonna just take the high road and educate the person
0: <laughs> to move on to the next. Well, and it's kind of like it's also sort of like the devil on your shoulder, the angel on your shoulder. It's sort of like the podcast on your shoulder because it's like, you know you know what you really should, should be doing. And so it's kind of like, yeah, okay, I'll do the right thing. <laughs> yeah, because we, best thing.
1: yeah, because we have to talk about it. I mean, we don't have to
0: talk about it. We choose to talk about it.
1: We're really open and honest. And so we know at the end of the day, if we're going to deliver the best show we can deliver, we're going to be as honest as we can. And so we're going to tell the story again. And like, is it going to make us look like jerks or what? Like, (laughs) maybe think
0: about that. Yeah. Yeah. So Kelly, tell us a little bit about your blog and kind of how you got started.
3: Um, My blog is, as you stated, Single Girl Table for One. And it is a blog that reviews Hallmark movies and pairs them with cocktails or other adult beverages. (laughs) And I have a love for Hallmark movies. I had been wanting to start a blog, but I wanted to do not just a regular movie review. I wanted to give it a different perspective. And as somebody who is currently, you know, single in the trying to date, but Struggling, so maybe I should listen to it. It's complicated. Hello, <laughs> I'll be checking your podcast
1: out soon. Oh she definitely should. <laughs> um, you
3: know, I just I thought it'd be fun. I was like, hmm, what would be more fun during the holidays than to have like a spiked hot cocoa and watch some Hallmark movies? And that's kind of how it got started. And I like doing it. I'm, I you know probably should do it more often, but it's fun. And I've gotten to meet some really cool people, especially on Twitter and do things like live tweeting which was really exciting and a few other cool things lately and now
0: I'm here and it's really exciting. Yeah. Well we're excited to have you. Yeah I think that there's actually a lot of uh, single girls that are into Hallmarky uh, Hallmark programs and to rom-coms in general and I was just curious uh, what you guys thought of do you think that Watching these, you know, kind of basically romantic fantasies, is what (laughs) they are. Um, Do you think that that's helpful, healthy, um, just fun, or do you think it can be not healthy as far as our relationships and kind of what we're looking for, kind of thing? How do you do? Are you are you guys? You guys are a fan of romantic comedies, so how do you kind of balance that? What do you think, Jen?
2: Um. Well. I am a big Hallmark fan and I watch every single movie. I could literally tell you what they're all about. Even if I just heard the title or if I heard the title, I could tell you what that movie was about like five years ago. So um, the reason I love them is the escapism and it's like the dream. It's almost like I'm watching a vision board of what I want but at the same time, I do have to remind myself that like my postman is not going to necessarily deliver me <laughs> my mail and then we fall in love. Like that's just not how life often works. Um, in a perfect world, it could happen. Maybe. I love um, you already, man. You are. Yeah. <laughs> <either>. <laughs> but it hasn't happened yet. And I sort of try and like take myself back down to earth and think like, all right. That would be a wonderful story and I'm like holding out like you know I still have hope but I'm like okay I also might just meet my guy on a dating app or I might meet him like in a weird situation at some other place or by being set up by friends I'm still like that's the dream but I'm like all right it's not realistic necessarily
0: yeah I mean in fairness that totally all those things you just described could be a Hallmark movie so (laughs) Well, they have lots about dating apps. So I'm just
2: saying. Yeah. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen the one about the
3: girl and the dating app. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mingle all the way was one of my favorite Jen Lily ones from last Christmas.
2: Yep. Yeah. 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 And awesome. there was another one too. Um, that girl who created the app, but her family lived in Florida and the guy who still stayed in the old town. Oh yeah, yeah. That was just barely in May. Yeah. yeah. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. The love yeah. in the sun. Love yes. in the sun. Yes. Our hunky kayak builder.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. the guys are always, there's always some burly, hunky, manly man, which, you know, I, <laughs> that
0: they left behind. Yeah. 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 What do you think? Do you think that these sort of escapism, <laughs> do you think that they can be problematic or do you think that they're, they're, it's healthy for women to have that kind of release for lack of a better word?
1: I, mean, I think honestly, If you are having a point in your life where you're you know, maybe you're anxious or you're depressed or something. So you're like reality is skewed or you're having a hard time like rationalizing totally then yeah, maybe something like this could like set you over the edge and make you feel like this is never going to happen or I only want this to happen. And so if it doesn't, then you feel closed off to other things. But I think for the most part, I think most women are going into this under the umbrella of all of those things. Honestly, like It is escapism. It is something that it like kind of makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside and something that you do hope for because some of the plot lines are kind of crazy, but some of them aren't (laughs) that outlandish. Like it could happen. And so it kind of gives you hope and it kind of helps you like address what you like and what you don't like. Like, oh, I'm not a super romantic person or, oh, I love this. So when I find a guy or a girl, like I want to do these things with them too. Like that appeals to me. So I think if you know, you're watching it from like a level head, almost like when you're looking at social media, right? Like, oh, that's a cute picture of that girl, maybe filtered, maybe not, who knows? Like, you got to take it with a grain of salt. It's all of those things. It yeah. could be kind of escapy. It could be kind of like, if you're putting all your eggs in one basket, it could be unhealthy, but it could be fun. And listen, sometimes people fall in love with the milkman. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're fifty.
0: I'm, I think if you listen to almost anybody's love story, it's, it's, it seems like something out of Hallmark. Like, it, I mean, there's the ones that are totally crazy, like very merry mix up or something like that, which is delightful. Yeah but, but just crazy. <laughs> but, but there's also, I mean, most people meet through, most people have a meet cute. Most people have conflict. Most people, you know, have a, like, it's, it plays out. Like if you listen to their story, you think, oh, that's super cheesy. Cause it's love. Love is cheesy. Love is silly. Love is ridiculous. <laughs> totally <laughs> So I, mean especially when you combine it with Christmas, I mean, come on yeah that's like the two two punch there
2: but i'm still waiting for santa to put like some sort of spell on me where like Mm -hmm. i fall in love with my boss
0: did you see christmas perfection last year on lifetime you gotta see it it was so funny it was so good but she she's she's got such a huge crush on her boss and he and she ends up going to an irish christmas village and uh, and just experiences Christmas every single day, over and over and over again. And her boss is her boyfriend in the Christmas fantasy world. <laughs> in the Irish world, it's you got to see it. It's really yeah,
3: good. You had me at Irish Christmas Village. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was already there for it.
0: Yeah, it was it was my favorite Christmas movie of 2018, <laughs> and I saw almost every single one. So. <laughs> But anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Kelly? Do you think uh, that uh, ha- about this as far as like actual dating versus these sort of fantasies that we watch and have fun with? I agree
3: that it's, it's healthy to watch these movies. What becomes unhealthy, I think, is when all you do is stay in and watch the movies and you don't go out and meet people or even try a dating app, interact in some way and expect the milkman or the postman or the diner owner that you knew when you were 12, to show up on your doorstep like the universe has delivered this gorgeous man with a bow on and says, here you go. I have given you everything you want. You have to be part of life, not you know, yeah. seclude yourself and sit there. I mean, ultimately, my dream is to find a man who will sit on the couch and watch
0: the Hallmark movie with me. So what you're basically saying is that me at Christmas time is very unhealthy and I agree because I'm watching so many of these Christmas movies, it's I call myself the Christmas hermit. I mean like, it's ridiculous.
3: As long as you're limiting it to Christmas, you do have a brand to uphold, we understand. We we
0: forgive you. Oh, yeah. we but if somebody wants <laughs> wants to take me away from that, hey, I'm I'm ready to go. Yep. Uh, Grab but, your mistletoe girl, get out there. That's right. <laughs> yes. So let's talk really quick. I just wanted to share. So what are some of your guys' favorites, whether it's Hallmark movies or rom-coms in general? Uh, what are a couple that you love? You
1: guys, I just saw the one with Rebel Wilson where she's the romantic of the romantic comedy. Yeah. Yes. So funny, right? Also on plane. Yes. Uh, it was seriously <laughs> like it's kind of reminding me of what we're talking about right now. Like, you know it's ridiculous. You know it's ridiculous. These rom-coms are ridiculous. You <laughs> freaking love them. You love them, and you kind of want it, and you want parts of it, but you also are like, really? Do I, I don't get to have sex with this guy, or I don't get to, like, swear, or... So, I mean, I think that movie, kind of, first of all, <laughs> I'm going to say that is, like, on my top. I love Serendipity as a rom That's always a good one. Um, but that one was the rebel Wilson one was so cute. It was a little bit of a different spin. And I love that it was like, all right, it's about time to poke fun at the cheesiness, but at the same time, like we all kind of love it.
0: Yeah. It was Absolutely. so funny. And they had like something like 125 different references within the to different uh, rom coms within the movie of like her clothes that she was wearing, her things in the background, like so many different things. And the whole it's movie, better. the whole remains a comedy world might as well have been a Spring Fever movie in Hallmark. <laughs> like all the fake flowers and the cupcake stores. And yeah, it was so funny. I loved it. I agree with you 100%. <laughs>
2: Well, I love um, all of the Nancy Myers movies. Um, I, I don't even care if they're bad, good, or amazing. I will see them. Um, I want to live in Montecito. I want to have a <laughs> I <would laughs> want to speak French, you know, because, yeah. like, they all do. They're super wealthy. They're just like a gorgeous family. So I actually did yoga yesterday and Diane Keaton was in the class. And I was like, oh my God. So this is what's going to happen. We're going to end the class. She's going to come up to me. She's going to be like, I have this son. I must introduce you to him. <laughs> then some song is going to play. I am going to be in love, obviously, because he's going to come meet her with flowers from the farmer's market and be introduced to me. And like birds will chirp. Yeah. That didn't happen. <laughs> but it's still, again, have hope. Something like that might.
0: put Shut up. The Keen sons didn't know how close they were. I <laughs> the love of their lives.
1: She has
2: children. I don't even know. I do know.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wait, wasn't she with the Warren Beatty? I don't know. Maybe. See, don't... Look at Hollywood royalty. You
0: could be Hollywood royalty, Jen. Driving every day. Yeah. Uh, Well, my favorite, I love uh, Nora Ephron. Uh, Even her bad movies. I just think she does such a good job of sort of weaving in social commentary without being annoying about it. Uh, She'll, you know, she'll have like in You've Got Mail, which is one of my all time faves uh, where, you know, he's like talking about Starbucks or he's talking about, uh, you know, he'll have like a little funny quip about, you know, it's called reading Dad, you know, kind of things like little jokes and stuff like that like that that are actually kind of a little bit little bit satirical a little bit social commentary but not like bam, bam, bam. and uh and i don't know she's just so funny in her writing i think and she uh she just elevates material that i that probably wouldn't be wouldn't be that great but um but I don't know, I, I love, I love Slimmes in Seattle. I love You've Got Mail. I love When Harry Met Sally. I love those movies. And I like Julie and Julia. I like the Julia part way more than the Julie part. I think she does such a great job. She did can't such There's wrong great. with Nora Ephron. I feel like she is just yeah. a classic. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Um, do you have, uh, do you have favorites,
3: Kelly? Oh, I was actually recently asked to make my top 20 and that was impossible, <laughs> but I would have to, I'm totally here for anything that Sandra Bullock or Reese Witherspoon are in. I love those movies. I haven't seen the rebel Wilson one, but I wrote it down. I want to watch that one, but I love her and everything else. Yeah. Like how to be single. Oh my gosh. I think that's like my, my spirit animal right now. <laughs> and then um, as far as Hallmark movies, cause hello, we're talking about Hallmark movies too. <laughs> Anything Jen Lilly has been in and Nine Lives of Christmas. Those are my favorites.
0: Nine Lives of Christmas is really good. I like most of the Jen Lilly ones. She's always great, no matter (laughs) what. Uh, But I I love, I kind of like sort of maybe the little bit older ones from like 2000... thirteen to 2015 because they could take a little bit more risk with some of those <laughs> uh, nine lives of christmas is really good trading christmas is really good yes. really fall in love a lot mm-hmm. uh there was one i was watching the other day called farewell mr kringle and i really liked that a lot that one was underrated uh there's just they're so fun
1: and i love that you're watching it in july too that's hysterical. yeah
0: <laughs> oh yeah okay.
1: there was one and I sometimes I during the holidays I watch so many of them I think I'm watching current ones but then sometimes they might be old yeah the one about the poinsettia farm that the poinsettias were dying was that hallmark that was
0: lifetime
1: that lifetime yeah Vanessa Lachey
0: lifetime one was really good too yeah that one was good yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, I thought that one, I liked the fact that neither one of the, in that movie, neither one of them was like demonized for their work. Cause sometimes these movies can be like, Oh, you're, you're a slave to your job. You're a horrible person. It's like, no, I have to make make a living. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Don't make that a bad thing. <laughs> That's so funny, Kelly, that you had to make a list, uh, or someone asked you to make a list of your favorite rom-coms, you girls need to make lists of things that you want in a partner, because that's like the first step to the dating and relationship things. I don't know if they've ever done it in a Hallmark movie, but like to sit down and write a list of the qualities that you want in a partner is like actually kind of hard.
0: Well, see, that's I was going to ask you about this. So now we're going to get deep into sort of talking really about relationships because, uh, so I asked, um, some, uh, a forum at at part of my church of singles, um, for what is difficult about modern dating. So I got some really good comments and uh, a a woman named Danny she says, "Sometimes I lose hope that there are great quality men out there. It's hard knowing that no one is perfect, but also not wanting to settle." So I think this is an interesting question because uh I I was going to talk to you guys about must-have lists. Are must-have lists a good thing or are they a bad thing? Uh because uh the a couple of years ago I was uh, kind of sort of maybe starting to date this guy and I but I was really concerned because he seemed like a super mama's boy I was like uh, I don't know and he yeah. seemed like he always wanted to, he was just going to be staying in this small tiny town in like Wyoming for forever and I'm like uh eh, I don't know about that either and my friend she was like oh I gave up my must-have list a long time ago and I was like I don't feel like that's a mu- I feel like that's like a serious, like if I don't want to live in a tiny town and be married to a mama's boy, like I need to acknowledge that. Like yeah. that's an important thing. You know, like she was going to work, but like in her mind, she's just like, I don't know that that was being maybe too picky. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, how do you, what do you guys think about must-have lists? What do you think Lauren?
1: Okay. Well, um, you can call it whatever you want.
0: A must have list
1: kind of makes it sound a little bit more trivial than I think like calling it maybe, I don't know, like something that you, it's not like a good term, but like morals and values and things like that, those count. And I think that you can't, if someone's like speaking of rom-com, like failure to launch, you're not going to want to be in a relationship with somebody like that. And maybe if you phrased it not as like lives in a small town and might be a mama's boy, but maybe it's like, must be motivated and ambitious. Those are important qualities that then manifest itself in those little other things that sound trivial, but they're not. I think making a list of like, I don't know, Jen and I call them deal breakers, but maybe that's different than must have. I think that is like, Yes, it is important to have boundaries and standards, and then other things you can compromise on, like, yeah, I want a tall guy, but like it, you, it's not like a must-have that you're tall, because if you're a great human and I'm in love with you, then oh well.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah, I agree. What do you think, Jen? Well, I am like a list lover. I have lists for days. I could like make lists of my lists. But the best list that I read that we should all make is actually in a book by an author that we're having on our podcast in September. Her name's Amy Spencer, and her book is called Meeting Your Half Orange. And she says not to make a list about stats, but make a list about what you want to feel. So instead of saying, I want someone to be tall, which is something I've always said because I'm a height supremacist, um, to say (laughs) I I want someone who um, makes me feel feminine and secure and safe from harm and whatever else I wrote, but made it so that he has to be a certain build and like have certain strength and have certain manliness to him that i deem manly or whatever that will elicit those feelings for me because it's about how you feel in a relationship not if they have a job but do they have ambition and do you are you inspired by them or do they make you a better person do they bring out the best in you like what are the things that you want to feel in the relationship and explain those things because the stats can be anything like somebody yeah. could be a doctor, but he could also be a cheater. Like just cause he's a doctor doesn't make him a good guy. Um, but maybe caring and loves to give back and that kind of thing. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good way to put it. I think because uh, it's, a, and, and I think it's a mistake to not assume that like certain lifestyle things are like, really important. Like if something, like if I was to start dating somebody who hated podcasts and wasn't going to be supportive of that at all then we're not going to be able to work like as a couple because it literally takes it's it's basically my job you know like if he can not be supportive and it's not like he has to listen every day but he'd be like okay have fun do your thing like (laughs) i i do think like certain things like uh, i know people make it work with different religions all the time but i think that you at least have to kind of know going into it That it, that what people's priorities and what you're going into, and not have some idea that, oh, I'm going to convert this person or I'm going to change this person or whatever. Uh, And, uh, and I don't know, I kind of looked at it too as like, when I was buying my house, I had a list, like I really wanted an island and I really wanted, and I ended up cutting, <laughs> I ended up cutting like three or four things off the must have list. Right. But I, uh, but I ended up loving my house. So I <laughs> I kind of feel like Maybe yeah. something like that. I don't know. Yeah, uh, but absolutely. yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Kelly?
3: Um, I think when you brought up the idea of a list, the first thing that popped into my head was the rom-com, The Ugly Truth with Katherine Heigl. If you haven't seen it, mm-hmm. it's hilarious. And she, remember she goes on that date with the, the guy at first and she sits down with him and is like, oh yeah, you have like 42 of my 45 attributes. Good job yeah. on the credit score, by the way. Like she's already, and he's like, whoa, cause <laughs> she had like all this checklist and, I have a couple of friends who are very much into lists, um, and I've, I've thought about it, but I'm with Jen, where it's more of how, how is somebody going to make me feel in a relationship? Like, I know I want to feel supported. I want to feel like they make me a better person, and I want to feel beautiful. That's one, a big one for me, something that to be honest, I've struggled with as, you know, like a younger person, as a teen, you know, everybody has self-esteem issues, but that was one thing that I noticed in a very long relationship that I did have. That was something that I didn't experience, but I didn't recognize it until afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I feel like at this stage of my life, I'm able to kind of be more mindful of the choices that I'm making with relationships and people that I'm choosing to spend my time with. Mm -hmm. Um, so I know I, I definitely don't think I should be like, okay, he has to be 5'11", make $150,000 a year more. Like, I don't think it's that specific. I think that how they make you feel as a person, as long as you feel safe and cherished and beautiful and you guys work together, like if, if he didn't like my blog, that would be a deal breaker, as you said, you know, things like that because it's a partnership. You should be supporting one another. You should be growing together, not independently and just kind of existing in the same atmosphere.
0: Yeah, I think a good example of a hallmark movie that really covers this topic. If you want to check out, it's an old one, uh, but it's called The Wish List. Uh, This stars Jennifer Esposito, and uh, it has she has this list of all the things that she wants in in a mate, and uh, she meets this guy, and he's like a doctor, he's uh, really charming and really great, and so she checks off all the list, but the whole time David Sutcliffe. (laughs) um, is there as this like really creative, weird uh, barista. And he's like making her funky coffee and stuff like that. And anyway, and uh, she just has this chemistry with the barista guy, but he's Mm -hmm. definitely not anything on her list. And, uh, but I think that, uh, that we were talking about is he sort of, is a feelings list. Like you were saying, Jen, I think that he did, check off he was very thoughtful he listened to her he uh he made her the the coffee that he thought she would like and and uh he was cre- you know kind of encouraged her pushed her out of her comfort zone because we don't want to be married to ourselves that would be boring so yeah I think that's a good one to check out.
1: (laughs) Sounds really good. It brings up a good point too, though. And the flip side, that is kind of like a rom-com idea too. Like, Oh, it's the guy that you didn't think was going to be the guy or whatever. Like, (laughs) and that is not to say that then you have to settle. I think this is where this argument plays that like, I have a list of things. So I'm either checking off this list or I'm settling. There's a gray area. Like you also can go for the guy or girl that gives you these feelings, but you still are allowed to feel chemistry. I think being attracted to somebody is a real thing too. Mm-hmm. All of the, I think it's kind of going to be all of those things. Like it's going to be like the hot guy or girl and the, hot, the g- guy or girl that makes you feel the things that are important to you on this list of mm-hmm. whatever you title it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think one of the comments actually was really right on, right to continue the discussion. She said, this girl named Nikki, she says, there is also a lot of fear about making a decision early on. Dating is a process, and I feel like people want to get to the decision part without putting in the work to make a confident decision. And I think that that's a really good point, that a lot of these kind of decisions are, are sort of these questions about you know are, are your list uh like we well, it get sorted out if you take time to proper to properly date that's the whole point of dating and and so, and i think sometimes we've gotten to the point where where if somebody asks you on a date if there's somebody that you already know and it's not like a blind date or something like that then you already assume that they are like really interested in you. If they ask you out and you have you, like, if they're in your church group or they're in your, some kind of group and you ask them out there, I feel like the assumption, cause people just don't casually date as much as they used to. And, uh, and so if somebody in my church group asked me out, I would definitely assume that they are pretty interested in me to take that next step, uh, which is a shame because I think that the whole point of dating is to try to figure out, if you are interested in each other, <laughs> it's like, we skip a step. Yeah, and, uh, and so I, I think that's a really point that she makes about how just take, don't feel this pressure of like, I got to make a decision right away. Uh, I, uh, I can, uh, you know, take a break. This is 2019. We can take our time. Would you agree?
1: Yeah. I think the best kind of relationships and we've had experts and things and, and authors and dating coaches on our shows, like they all say it's the relationship that is more of a slow burn and not like the instant sparks right away and then like it usually fizzles out. Most of the time, the healthy relationship is built on like the slow process of getting to know each other. A lot of, um, we had a dating coach on one time that said like, you know, you might need to wait for like date number two or three to even like feel some sort of like sexual attraction potentially because you're uncomfortable and that could be guarding you or whatever other things, maybe you're busy or whatever. It takes a second, especially for a woman to kind of warm up to the situation. And so you should allow yourself a little bit of wiggle room there to get to know somebody slowly and not be blinded by, one thing, like, ooh, they have a good job, or ooh, they're really attractive, or ooh, they're tall enough, or whatever. Like, those things are just surface things that are instant gratification and not, like, longevity Mm -hmm. checklist items.
0: Yeah, Yeah. but I think one of the hard things, though, is that then, like, we're trying to take our time, but they're also trying to date purposefully. Like, that can be a hard sort of balance in modern dating, whereas, like, in, in the past, like dating was a very clear cut. We're dating. We're going to court. We're going to get married. We're going to, you know, like there's all these steps. And now like uh, one of the comments, Tebany, she says the, this idea that two people just hang out, it's not even called a date. A lot of what I refer to as lather, rinse and repeat dead ends. <laughs> so, I have, Cause that's also a problem too. On the flip side is that it's like, is this even a date? I don't even know. We went to the movies together. He paid, I guess it's a date. I don't know.
2: What? I think um, just going back to what you were saying about like the decision, like everyone's so quick to make a decision and they're skipping some steps. But I think the most important thing is the more you date, the more you get to know someone and you're, the more you get to know yourself more importantly. So sometimes you do have to kiss a lot of frogs or you have to go on a bunch of dates to know what you like and don't like and what um, might be a trigger for you or might be something that, you, that makes you feel comfortable or that you like when somebody does on a date. You also will get more comfortable in communicating the things, so you can say, "I don't appreciate that plan. I actually would prefer you pick me up, or it would make me feel more comfortable to meet you, meet you there, or um, I'd much rather this activity, or is this? Right? I'd love to know. <laughs> like you know, you just figure out where you fit into the equation and what works for you." Yeah. I I think that's where you have to try to find that balance, but it
0: is difficult. It really is.
3: Well, and times are a little different now because you mentioned courting, which is a very kind of archaic term, although I love it. I think it's great. Mm -hmm. But in the world that we're in today, like I'll be honest, the last two guys that I went on dates with, they were friends, which is great because I had a chance to get to know them first. They were people that I would never have expected to go on dates with. And they hit me up on Facebook Messenger. They didn't call my house they didn't ask me in person it was a very almost impersonal but that's just the way things are done now like with dating apps or online dating um there's so many different pathways to getting a date now and and i'll be on two of them both of them i didn't know it was a date until we were you know kissing at the end of the night so yay (laughs) (laughs) i know successful good for me yeah yeah with the yeah. end of the movie for Hallmark, I mean, good. And that's another point, like, with Hallmark movies, when we were discussing whether they're healthy, like, rom-coms in general, um, especially Hallmark movies, and if it's healthy or not, like, their, their dates, they start, like, on, you know, minute five, and they're reconnecting or meeting the person, and, like, two days later, they're married, and like, there's this unrealistic timeline that is perpetuated in a lot of, like, romantic comedies nowadays, that even though I love them and they are, like, a guilty pleasure, they're not realistic, and they're like the adult Disney movie.
2: Yeah, I
0: think, I, I think so. They're an escapism, and yeah. that can be healthy to have. But, totally. uh, yeah, you need to be careful. But I do like the idea of sort of – the idea of courting in the sense that it was purposeful, and that's what yes. they were setting out to do. It wasn't just kind of, like, aimlessly, you know, just <laughs> hanging out is, is something that's fine in your 20s. But once you're in your 30s, let's – Let's move forward.
2: This <laughs> just happens in college, and even then, if I went back in college and then- <laughs> now, like, if somebody wanted to hang out, it'd be like, nope. They, <laughs> yeah, it's hard pass.
3: Oh, and it's the Netflix and chill culture.
2: Hmm, that's a good that's, point. That's a thing. Yeah, yeah. So that, that should be reserved for like date number five. Like, there's no reason two people who are getting to know each other should Netflix and chill. Like I don't think anybody should go to each other's houses until date five anyway.
1: Okay. <laughs> you, can't, you can't talk like you. Yes. You know each other well enough to be comfortable, like sitting in a close space and like just being silent around each other. It's kind of hard when you don't like really know somebody. Mm-hmm. So I think that if you're going to like Netflix and chill, I think you should for sure like be in it well enough to be
0: comfortable to do that. Like I do that. with oh, my Not say that's like what yeah. we do. Yeah. Well, that's what I always say <laughs> on this podcast. I say, we do it wrong. We, instead of doing a dinner and a movie, it should be movie and dinner because then you can talk about the movie. Good point. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Totally a yeah. <laughs> good
2: idea. But also going back to like people being in each other's houses, like, Make an effort, there's so many activities out there that you can do and you should be doing and you should be courting each other even. Like the girls should also come up with some fun yeah, ideas. Like, exactly. you know, the guy should come up with the first two, maybe the girl asks for the third and has like some creativity, maybe he still pays, which is cool, but <laughs> you should at least be like, hey, I have a brain too and I like you, so I'm gonna put forth effort and Google some ideas. Yeah. Oh in yeah. But people seem to be very jaded and disheartened by the whole swiping aspect of it and it mm-hmm. it's just exhausting. But again, I was just telling a girlfriend yesterday, if somebody's jaded and they don't want to make an effort to plan a first date or a second date, they shouldn't be on the apps because they are not meant to be dating right now. Mm-hmm. If heart's yeah. not in it and they're not still hopeful and they're not actually trying to find love, then they shouldn't be on the app. They
1: shouldn't, but unfortunately those people don't know that or they're succumbing to the pressure. Like I need to, yeah, like I need to be putting myself out there and I need to be doing this. So they're putting the intention. That's something that I think is important to think about too. Talking about dating on an app or just in general, like let's just say you're going on an app and you're opening it up. If your intention is like, your your thought is already like i guess i have to open this dating app and like put myself out there you're already putting a bad vibe if you believe in that into this Mm -hmm. this universe and now you're dating under the premise of like oh i guess i have to do this and those people you're right jen should not be on the app unfortunately like or dating at all but like people still do it anyway so you have a responsibility as the other person on the other end to like find those people and see those signs and be like goodbye
0: yeah Yeah. i agree well we'll talk a little bit more about Daniels. but first i wanted to talk a little bit about how important it is to just be healthy and to be confident because i think when you're healthy you are uh you're presenting not just your best self as far as your physical appearance but also just you feel happier and you feel You feel healthy, you feel on top of things. And we actually have a really cool sponsor for this podcast. It's very exciting. They're called Care Of, and they have a really great website called TakeCareOf.com. Right now, we have a very special uh, offer to give to our listeners. You can get 25% off your first Care Of order and enter Hallmarkies in the promo code and you'll get a great deal. And with takecareof.com, you can actually go in and you can take a quiz and it will uh, ask you some questions about your life. And what I really like about the quiz is that it doesn't necessarily assume that you're like super healthy or super into the vitamins. They actually take that into account when you're going through the quiz. So you might be kind of skeptical. And one thing when I was going through the quiz that I thought was really cool is that it really helped me sort of focus on the... The, the, the aspect that I need vitamins the most for is for my sleep because I have terrible sleep problems. And, uh, and so we kind of were able through the questions, we're able to get down to the, to the various things that would most help me. And what's really cool also is they make it really easy for you to use the vitamins because they will come, come in this little sample pack. And so that way you're able to just have it in your purse. You're able to just take it with you. Easy to remember. And uh, it's something that helps you to, you know, feel healthy. I don't know if you guys have any experience kind of with vitamins or taking and sort of what you recommend as far as being your being healthy and maintaining that on a daily basis.
1: I took the quiz on the site and I didn't even realize that there were like things that I need to pay attention to. Um, in order to feel good from the inside, then you radiate on the outside. Like we say that on our show, it's complicated. We're like, if you feel good on the inside, then you're ready to date, you're ready to put your best foot forward. And you can also on this website, they tell you a bunch of different, um, they disclose all of the ingredients to yeah. uh, the different Types of vitamins, and they say they're not all created equal. So we're gonna let you know if that's important to you. Then uh, we're gonna list the ingredients for you, kind of like when you go on a date, right? Like I want to know all <laughs> the things about you. Like show me
0: your resume. Yeah. Uh, well, I thought that was pretty cool too, because you're you really know what you're getting into. You can get twenty five percent off your order. Take care of If you enter hallmarkies, and so check it out. I think you'll really enjoy it. And uh, and so yeah. But let's get back to talking about uh, these dating apps, because I think that is something that uh, is, is frustrating sometimes. I You know, it's interesting because I'm so good at the, well, I don't know, I feel like I'm really good at social media in every other way but dating apps. And the problem that I have with dating apps is that I feel like it forces you to be superficial. Because you have this huge pool of people, right? And you have to find some way of narrowing it down. And But all the stuff that you're narrowing it down by are all superficial, right? Like uh, if I, I, like say one of my filters might be that I want the, say college graduate, right? Is it possible that I could not, uh, fall, I mean that I could fall in love with somebody who isn't a college graduate. Of course, my my sister in law isn't. I don't think she even graduated high school, and she's super intelligent and super wonderful and super great. And so, of course, that's a superficial thing. Um, but I have to fix something, otherwise, I just this huge pool of people. And that's so that's what's frustrating to me sometimes about uh, about these apps. I don't know what 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 do you feel, Jen, about that.
2: Um, I agree with you completely and I think that's why people continue to swipe and it's like the grass is always greener and it's a never-ending cycle because you think the next swipe might be even more attractive or might have a like a graduate degree on top of like, you know, just a regular degree or they might uh, be the right religion or they might have like 11 toes, you know, like you just don't know <laughs> what the next person's going to bring. So that's why you continue to swipe because you cannot give up because somebody better could be around the corner. And it's like this drug you have to keep taking. And it's kind of insane. Um, I also think that these apps do not breed love. They're not set up for that um, because they are more like flashcards. (laughs) (laughs) Swiping left and right and X and heart. Like that one heart that you see is not screaming love to me because you liked somebody's profile. I think that Hinge does a good job of asking prompts that um, relate a little bit more to who you are as a human so you can react based on that um, and look for certain qualities in somebody else. What's that one? I haven't even heard of Hinge. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah, I haven't heard of that one. One of the big four. So (laughs) gotta get on (laughs) it. I guess, yeah. Can you list Uh, the big four for us, please? Uh, So Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, and... You know, I, I won't say for me, it would be like, okay, Cupid, but I know that that app as well. Um, I thought you were going to say
0: like eHarmony, match.com. Is that all old school now? Um,
2: Those are more like websites versus Mm -hmm. apps. Okay. They're not the same type of just swiping kind of. Okay. Yeah. More involved. And Mm -hmm. they actually say there's more success on eHarmony because you actually have to like put yourself out there and spend time on it and, like, really reveal yourself. Um, Well, harmony's harmony's pretty expensive, and so, like, I feel like if
0: you're putting out the – whereas Tinder's free, and so I feel like maybe that actually helps it a little bit. I don't know.
2: I I haven't had good luck with any of these, so what do I know? (laughs) Yeah. You have to really want it if you're going to pay for it and go through all that effort. But um, I don't think the apps really promote love. I think they promote, like, getting swipes. It's almost like Instagram, like social media, like you were saying – you're getting a lot of likes if people are swiping right on you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which, it's do you instant, like yeah, it's an instant gratification thing too. And I mean, it's kind of conspiracy theorists, but like, do they want you to get off the app and stop using it? Or is the business side of it to keep you on the app? Who knows? But you should go into, just like watching a rom-com, like taking bits and pieces of it that work for you. Apps connect people quicker than normal, I think that you should take it with a grain of salt, like some of the filters that you put on the apps. But if you go into it, with the intention of being hopeful and trying to get off the app as quick as possible, then I think then you can meet the person in real life and see these things and talk about, okay, maybe they didn't have this one thing that I was just reading on their app list of things, but they have other things that, okay, that makes sense to me, or I like that, or that's okay, or that still makes me feel this feeling. I didn't know it. Now that I have them in front of me, I can tell. So Mm. first Personally, I think we like to say on our show, get your head out of your app, like get off the app, go into the app, using it to connect you to somebody because it is doing that and then get off of it. Like Mm -hmm. make a a comment about would be great to meet you or here's my number or whatever you're comfortable with to take it to the next
0: step Mm -hmm. and do it. Yeah, uh, we had a good comment from Andy. He says communication is key, particularly the way singles are finding dates is through dating apps. Many seem since uh, since they are on the app, it's easy to hide behind the app and only communicate with writing and not talking in person or the phone. I have also seen a lot that just seem to collect the amount of people they swipe on uh, because they prefer to qu- prefer quantity. So I guess you get a. <laughs> a lot of a lot of swipes. You feel good about yourself. I don't know. But yeah, that's kind of the same, same thing. The other thing that I think is tricky about dating apps slash websites is when you're making your profile, like every profile looks exactly the same, but then the ones that try to do something different, you're like, oh, that's kind of creepy and weird. I don't know if I like that. And so it's really hard to find that balance between kind of standing out,
2: but not standing out, I feel like, with your profile. Would you agree? <laughs> well, I think you really have to be true to yourself. So whatever that is without like going, like don't pretend to be something you're not. And also don't highlight your weirdest quirk. Like let that be revealed once somebody likes you, like then they'll find it endearing and charming. Don't like go in hot.
1: You're not everyone's cup of tea. It's okay. You're not going to please everybody. So if you have something that you really, really love doing and it might be a little bit like, Different, and that's really a big part of you. Then, oh, then put it. So what? Then someone's going to swipe left on you because they don't like it, but someone else will. I think
0: you just have to, like Jen said, just be you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just feel I would say to guys, don't p- have a picture of you at the gym. Like that is just so boring and so yeah. bland. And also, like <laughs> I, I don't love when people have pictures of them like on vacation. Cause I'm just like, uh, yeah, good job. You cl- you've climbed a mountain. Good job. Congratulations. But that's like, I don't know what I like more is sort of more sort of personality shots. Like I would rather see somebody that's like, that a, has, a, has a picture of a selfie of them in a movie theater. Cause I think, Oh, I like movies. That would be really fun. And not like, oh, congratulations. You went to Cancun. Great. That's good. <laughs> I don't know. Well, and see, I think that's where, it comes like, that's where we would differ.
3: Like you're looking for somebody that's at the movies. Whereas I have an incurable case of wanderlust. So when I do see somebody at like some random waterfall in Timbuktu, I'm like, Oh, I want to date you. You'll go places with me yeah. versus the homebody who
0: just wants to go to Starbucks every day. Oh, so yeah. I'm like, Ooh, we, we have something in common. I like, no, <laughs> I like going not. out to meet. I like, I'm a pretty simple person when it comes down to a lot of things, but yeah. that's, That's good because it goes into like you knowing yourself
3: and what you want in a relationship and that will only strengthen the bonds that you do make eventually because – not so much like making a list, but you know what you want, and you know what your lifestyle is like, and finding somebody to complement that is really ultimately the goal, and that's going to be great that yeah. you are self-aware. You know that about yourself.
0: I just feel like so many of the profiles are congratulations, I climbed a mountain. I'm like okay, I don't know. They all feel like they look the same, but uh, but I don't know. It's a tricky. It's, it's a tricky thing. Like yeah, if there's somebody who. Some other people might be kind of weirded out, say if they saw somebody in like a Jedi costume. I'd be like, Let's, we can go date. That would be really fun. But uh, I don't know. What do you think about profiles, uh, Lauren? What do you think?
1: I think they're, they are tricky because of course you also don't want to like put filters on them and make yourself look like you want to, yeah. move forward, but you don't want to like over filter because then you get in front of and you're like, ah, that doesn't look like you. So you want to like present yourself in your interests and how you want people to see you, but make sure how you want people to see you is actually who you are. Yeah. Because sometimes you've got a different idea of who you are in your mind and if you have the ability to self-reflect and check yourself maybe know like okay I'm gonna put this picture of me in front of this waterfall but like this is the only trip I've ever been on in my life like you might want to include in there like I don't travel a lot, but I hope to travel more or, Mm -hmm. or I love to travel. That's all I do. I have a job that allows me to travel. I want someone to find someone to travel with me. I think just as long as you're trying to represent yourself as honestly as you can, those are the best profiles. And unfortunately, I hate to say it, you don't know if they're good representations or accurate representations until you actually get in front of the person and you get Mm -hmm. to know them. So that would be the whole goal of getting off the app.
0: Yeah, that's true. We'd have one last comment. Um, this is from Lauren. This is one of our patrons. She says, uh, "She says, oh goodness, where to begin? <laughs> how how do you meet people if you don't want to use an app? Disconnect between uh, social media. Pers- There's a disconnect between social media persona and impossibly high expectations versus reality, i.e., real humans, flaws and all. Meaning in finding finding someone who." Who shares your values is also hard. So I think it's kind of the same thing. Like, uh, in, and honestly, I know some people if they see a picture of a uh, of a guy with kids, they're like, "Ooh, they don't, you know, they don't want kids." But for me, I'm like, "Oh." that, 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 that is a sign, hopefully, if he's the right kind of dad, that's a sign that maybe he does share some values that I share, because I value family, and I value, you know, a lot of those things, and so I actually, especially, because I'm almost 40, then, you know, I kind of want to know, what's he been doing all this time, (laughs) what's he been doing himself, and, and, uh, and so if I see somebody with kids, I'm actually usually kind of like, oh, I'm going to take another look at this, because he he, he might be a, a pretty nice guy, he's nice to his kids. I don't know. That's an interesting d- dynamic as
2: well.
1: Yeah. Paying attention, That I think that goes, honestly, that goes back, Rachel, to, like, the feeling. Like, don't just tell yourself, oh, I don't want someone with kids because I don't have them, and I don't know if I want them, and I don't know how I'm going to be with them. But think about what that feeling might give you. Like, oh, okay – I want to feel nurtured. I want to feel like taken care of. And like if this guy is the right kind of dad or this woman is the right kind of mom, they are able to, they must be able to do that because they have a human to take care of. And again, these are all assumptions until you actually get to know the person, but they could be pretty fair assumptions to be making in this beginning process when you just have the picture, some little facts, and that's it. I think that if you pay attention to, look a little deeper um, and pay attention to some things that even if it like turns you off at first, you're like, oh no, not that. But then maybe ask yourself though, like, wait, well, why don't I like that? Maybe that helps you discover more what you like, or maybe actually you're then taking a step back and saying, okay, wait, I'm actually, maybe I am open to this thing. And maybe I should ask myself why I'm not, or if I could be. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I think so too.
3: Sorry, Kelly, what were you saying? No, I was going to say, and to add to that, because that's all beautiful, the comment, I think, was also concerned about not wanting to be on an app. Like, how do you meet these people? Um, Join a church group. Join, go to a class. Like, go to a bar, go join a bowling league, go find something that you like and you find people that share your passion. Again, it comes down to what Lauren was saying about being really aware of who you are and what your values are and what you want and what you like, but then go and experience life and have fun. And those people will gravitate towards you and you'll gravitate towards them as you're, you know, getting, cause the apps aren't for everybody. That's not how everybody's going to choose to meet their, their person. But go out and live life. We can't, you know, again, sit on the couch and wait for the milkman to arrive <laughs> and, you know, be
1: like, I'm here. And when you are out too, it doesn't always have to be like, I'm going out tonight to meet somebody. Again, getting your head out of your app. Like also be present when you're out. When you're in yes. Starbucks, like don't be on your phone. Look around, talk to the person behind you, pay attention at the grocery store. Like it doesn't always have to be like, for the intention of meeting somebody but like you should try to be present in what you're doing because there's a lot of disconnect t- today with phones and smartphones and yeah. digital, anything so i think that, that can be helpful too
0: Absolutely. Well, and one of the other things too, I think, is it's amazing how just the silliest little things can like spark a connection with somebody. Uh, like, I'm in a patron group that is all big fans of Survivor, and they have like meetups <laughs> and things like that. And there have actually been couples that have found each other, and now are are have, there's one that's had had a child. Like there, there's I mean, people have found just over. Liking Survivor, um, and I think one of the things I hated about the show Seinfeld—it has a lot of good things—but one thing I hated about it is that almost every episode was sort of like, "Here's the flaw of this woman that Jerry's dating, whether it's like the big hands or the tall woman or the talks too close woman or the whatever." <laughs> and instead of—and that's funny for humor—but as far as dating, uh, if you can look for what's the one thing I have in common with this person, because at the very least, you've had a pleasant you'll have a pleasant evening talking with uh, with somebody about the fact you both like survivor. <laughs> you might not ever go out again, but Hey, you've had a nice, you've had a nice meal together or whatever it might be or yeah. things. But yeah, I agree with you, Kelly about, you can go on to like meetup.com and there's all different kinds of groups that all like going, like I'm in a group uh, that's a uh, Utah theater uh uh, enthusiast thing it's called anyway that they pretty much every weekend they're going out to different shows different theater different plays i don't i don't do as much of it as i should but it's so much fun and uh like last year uh i uh i there was a i was going to the josh groban and idina menzel concert amazing by the way and uh, i i just put on there anybody want to meet me for dinner before the concert And I ended up being a a woman and that uh, was up for it. And we ended up having a really nice, fun little meal together and we, you know, enjoyed the concert and I don't know, it was nice. Uh, I, 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 I think that uh, a lot of people would be super weirded out by something like that, but I don't know. I think uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's a, even if you don't end up finding the love of your life, you might find friends. Absolutely. And you might enjoy yourself. Yeah. Go to a good concert.
3: <laughs> yeah. And practice the art of conversation because yes. once you get, because sometimes it's difficult to talk to strangers. It's, it's awkward and uncomfortable, yeah. but I like, I think Lauren was saying when you're at Starbucks, talk to the person behind you, be practice that social yeah. activity, make eye contact and smile. That's a huge one. Like yeah. I'm, you know, I notice sometimes I'm not doing that. I'm looking down. I'm like, no, I've got like, I tell myself, look up, look at the world. But, you know, I tell my students that too. I'm all, hey, let the world see your smile, you know, because you never know who you're going to meet. And you could meet your next best friend or the love of your life or somebody who wants to hand you a million dollars and introduce you to the postman who's going to be the love of your life. It it could all happen. Yeah. yeah
2: take it. But, you know, I mean, going back to like being present in your surroundings and, and also tying in romantic comedies, I think sometimes we as women, just because the four of us are, have in our minds that. <laughs> things are supposed to happen a certain way because we see it that way and that men are supposed to court women and they're supposed to do certain things and we're supposed to do certain things and it, you know it's on them to sort of like make the first move. However, there is an even first first move where you could just give that person attention or give them an opening where they feel comfortable enough to come up to you mm-hmm. or ask you out. So we have to play a part too in providing, you know, a safe space for these men who now with the dating app culture feel a little bit more insecure. That's changing. The gender roles are changing. Everything's changing. So we have to sort of meet them in the middle and participate. Absolutely. Yes. I agree. So very good. This has been a great conversation.
0: I've really enjoyed talking about this. I feel like I sound like I'm better at dating than I am because I'm terrible at it, but I think we all are (laughs) kind of terrible at it. Uh, No, you need to work
3: on that mental diet, girlfriend. You need to tell yourself you are fabulous. No negative
0: speak. Okay, good. Very true. Very true. But we'd love to hear in the comments section your guys' thoughts about dating and all the different things that we've talked about and why you think it's difficult, why you think it's easy whatever you whatever tips you've gotten over the years all that fun stuff we would love to hear in the comment section or on twitter uh and talk about it and thank you so much all three of you for coming on this has been kind of a different podcast than we typically do but i've really enjoyed it i think it's been really fun so let us know if you want sort of more like this because we could definitely we could definitely do that and uh so uh jen how can people find are you on are you two online yourselves or just as a podcast
2: Yes, we have our own Instagram handles. I'm at Jennifer Golden on every platform. Um, And then together we are at Complicated Show. Great. And Lauren, what about you? What's your social media?
1: Yes. And my personal social media is at Lauren Leonelli on all the platforms. And again, like Jen said, follow our show, listen to our show every week at Complicated Show.
0: Yeah, definitely. You guys definitely should. It's really fun. And Kelly, how can people find you?
1: Uh,
3: Twitter is one of the easiest ways at single girl T four F O R one, the number one, or I'm on Instagram too. If you search single girl table for one, you can find me on Instagram as well. And those will both link
0: to my blog,
3: which I hope you check out.
0: Yeah, we'll have all of that in the description section. You guys should definitely check it out. You can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, and YouTube. Make sure you're following the podcast at Homeworkies Pod, Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, if you can give us your ratings or reviews, really appreciate it. And if you're listening on YouTube, watching on youtube in this case uh if you can give us your thumbs up subscribe to the channel we really appreciate that as well and uh thanks so much you guys this was really fun and yeah we will have to have you on again soon for sure awesome yeah so much thank you so much thank you this podcast was brought to you by hallmarkies for hallmarkies for more information about how you can leave your mark on hallmarkies visit hallmarkiespodcast.com link in the description